on a wedding day when the bride and groom, I've actually written bridge in here, and I'm just correcting myself, the bridge and groom, that when the bride and groom exchange rings, when I look at my wedding ring, I, I instantly remember the significance of that day, the where and the when and the why. And for those who have a wedding ring, there is a story to be told. I remember driving toward the church and then realizing that we were actually behind the bridal car. You're not supposed to be behind the bridal car, I'll just confirm, on your wedding day. So we actually had to drive a bit fast to get to the church on time. I remember how beautiful my wife looked. Our first dance to a very cheesy song, uh, which was by Savage Garden, and I remember leaving for the hotel in our car, which had been covered completely in toilet roll. When you look at your wedding ring, you remember. In a similar way, the Israelite family would always look to their firstborn and be reminded of a significant event in their history. It also served as an important reminder to mums and dads that as their children grew in their knowledge and understanding, their parents had a commitment not just to remember, but also to share the story of that significant event. And this was the story that they were to tell. They were to share the story of how God rescued the people of Israel from slavery in the land of Egypt. That God heard the cry of his people and with a mighty hand saved them from a Pharaoh who stubbornly refused them to go. From generation to generation, there was to be this this baton exchange. You know, like when you watch the guys in the Olympics, when they run the 100-meter relay, there is a baton exchange to ensure the next leg will be run. Well, from one runner to another, throughout Israel's history, each parent was to pass on the significant story that God had instructed them to tell. And it was for the comfort and confidence of each generation to know that their God was mighty to save. So this dedication was set in place for parents to present their children to the Lord and called for a commitment for the parents to share the story with their children as they grew and asked questions. And so this is similar to what we are doing today. We are taking the opportunity to honor God in both thanksgiving for these beautiful children of Elsie, Solomon, and Henry, and receive a commitment from their wonderful parents and Carl and Beth and Alex and Beth to share God's rescue story with them from one runner to another. Especially as they get older and begin to ask those questions about life, like why are we, why are we doing the stuff that we're doing and why is it important? And we'll be calling upon all those who know God in their life And here especially for these families today to commit to being part of that journey with the mums and dads. Because sure enough, God's people are all family and we all want to see these beautiful children grow and thrive in the Lord. So as church family, we will commit to being ambassadors of Jesus to these children, to sharing and showing the love of God to Henry, Elsie and Solomon, one runner to another. And it does feel like, and I can't make eye contact with them because I can't see it, but it does feel like a real privilege to be doing this with you guys. Now, I guess the question is, then, what is the story? What is the story that we are to share? The story that we are committed to as people who have decided to follow Jesus? 
Now, the story of how God rescued Israel from the Egyptians is significant, but in the Bible, we discover that the story is actually a foreshadow of something better, a pointer to an even bigger rescue story. In Exodus 4, we learn that God calls Israel, that is the people that make up the nation, his firstborn. That when we look at them, we look to history. We remember God's commitment to rescue and set apart a people for himself. So whilst that story of rescue is pretty powerful, when we look again to history, we see another event initiated by God. One that would bring hope. Not just to the Jews, but to the whole world. And this time, our remembrance is not stirred by something that we do, and our remembrance is not something in what we offer to God, but in what God has done and offers to us. As the people of Israel were expected to bring the best of what they had to offer, so God offers the very best of what he had to the whole world to demonstrate his mighty hand and commitment to rescue all those who would express their need of him. As it says in Scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And it also tells us in Scripture that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which basically means we've all messed up in our lives at some point. And whatever we have messed up with, it puts a barrier between us and God. God can rescue us from the hand of others, like liberating the people of Israel from the Egyptians. But it's a different operation to rescue us from ourselves. That's why he sent his best. That is why the birth, life, and death of resurrection of Jesus is so significant. It is a significant moment in history that reminds us today of God's mighty hand and commitment to rescue. And for all of us uh, Christians who have known the rescue, rescuing hand of God in our lives, we have a commitment that in faith in him, that would lead us to tell others of this marvelous story. It's a story of grace, of God's kindness to his creation. Despite our messing up, he is mighty to save. From one runner to another, this is my story and the story of many others in this room, and is one by God's grace that I intend to pass on again and again and again. So in sharing this time together, my hope is that it will prove to be a significant milestone moment in the lives of the families as we give thanks to God for these beautiful children and ask for God's help for us all in journeying together with them in their faith. But as a bonus, I, I don't want to dismiss that even as our focus is drawn to the parents and children, God is always at work in all situations. You might have come to support the kids. You might have come to support the families. I just don't want to discount that you might, not, you might go away here, from here knowing the tug of God on your life and that somehow you might have encountered Jesus this morning. And so if you feel that niggle from God at all, I want to encourage you not to go away from here at the end of this time together without chatting to someone about it. And I'm happy to do that. I'm sure you will find many other followers of Jesus in this room happy to do the same. Okay. Let me invite the parents and the children, Henry, Elsie, and Solomon, to come up to the front. <clears throat> this is the moment, isn't it? <laughs> 
We'll just count it as a win if they get to the front. We'll take it one step at a time. Good job, guys. Well done. Yes. Okay, this is all about timing, isn't it? Either we do it quick, don't want to do it too quickly so we misunderstand, we don't do too long so the kids are still happy. <laughs> so as they're, as they're here now, we're going to lead these guys through a series of commitments. And this is really us asking those responsible to dedicate themselves as parents to journeying with their children in their walk with God. And then I'm going to take the opportunity to pray for the families, give thanks for the children, and to ask for God's hand of protection over their life, that they would have the joy of fully discovering the riches of Christ Jesus and the fullness of friendship with God. That suit is awesome, Solomon. That's great. <laughs> You're all looking very smart this morning. Okay. Right. Parents, here we go. In the presence of family, do you commit? I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to actually face you a little bit so it makes it a little bit more helpful. It's maybe a little more intentional eye contact, isn't it? Okay. Do you commit as mum and dad to sharing God's rescue story with your children? Good. It's a good start. Good start, okay? <clears throat> to the best of your ability, Will you parent them in the grace-filled likeness that God parents you? Good. To the best of your ability, will you lay foundations of faith and truth to be on hand to help them through those big questions of life? Yes. They will come. (laughs) And out of your love and hope for them, will you commit to pray for them in all seasons? That's good. Your certificate comes in the post, okay? I just don't. Okay, I'm going to turn my attention now to church family, for those, actually, all those who know and love God and uh, who are particularly part of this church family as well. I'm going to ask you a series of commitments, okay? We're going to ask you, will you, and you have to give a nice big nails response, will you be ambassadors of Jesus to these beautiful children and when opportunity arises, share and show the love of God that he has for them. And out of our love and hope for them as a family together, let us be supporting them and praying for them in all seasons with God's help and to the best of our ability. Will you do this? Okay. I'm going to pray for you guys. Okay. Heavenly Father, we do thank you uh, for, the, for the gift of Elsie Solomon and Henry, Lord, to these wonderful parents, Lord God. What a privilege, uh, what a joy, and, and also equally challenges as well. Uh, God, we, we just thank you for the privilege of being parents, Lord. And I pray for them now, Lord, in this parenting responsibility, would you strengthen them, give them wisdom, empower them, lead them, give them your grace and your kindness. Lord, I pray, Father, in their parenting of these beautiful children, would you help them and enable them, Lord, to steward them in the way 
in a similar way that you steward us, Lord, and parent us. And God, would you bless these children? May this, they may not recall this moment, but I pray this, this will be a significant seed in their lives that's, that uh, will serve them for the remainder of their lives. A moment where, Father, we are pleading and petitioning that you would journey with them in our hope that they will journey with you. And so, Father, would you be with them and guard them and protect them for the remainder of their days, Lord God. Lord, we are looking forward to the future of these young people, seeing them grow in you. And we hope that will be the case by your grace and by, Father, <laughs> and by your help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well done, parents. Well done, kids. Should we let's give these guys a nice hand? <clears throat> So um, I'm going to, you guys can feel free to sit down, although for the worship team, that, that, that's an invitation back up. <laughs> I do believe these are, they are no small moments. They are no small moments. Um, there was a purpose behind the dedication. There's a purpose right here, right now, in, in our dedicating them to God, or presenting them to God. We're trusting God for the future of these beautiful children. We're trusting God that he'll help the parents for, <laughs> to raise these beautiful children. And we're also saying we want to be part of that. We want to be part of that with them. So let me encourage you, shall we stand together? I think in all ways, in all these things. For us uh, in this church family, we want to keep pointing things back to Jesus and give him thanks for the way that he is over our lives and in our lives. We wouldn't be where we are without him. And so worship and singing songs of worship is a fundamental part of church life. So I'm going to take a couple of songs now just to worship him. Thanks, guys.